Hey, are you dealing with any new aches and pains in your body? Well, go on over to thepurplesage.store and take a look at some of the CBD-infused products that they have there for pain management. They have some pain patches. They have lotions. They have creams and salves. They've even got the droppers for the CBD oil that you can put under your tongue. So give it a try. Hopefully it'll help. And hey, don't forget about your pup. They've also got CBD dog treats because, hey, your pups, as they get older, they start to get aches and pains too. So go on over to thepurplesage.store to get all your CBD products. Thank you. Hey y'all, it's MZ, back again. Whether you're on your commute or just sitting at home, relaxing, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. So, this uh, this episode is uh, kind of being forced upon me. Um, so I had a, 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 I'm taking a shower this morning, and I got hit with this really, really uh, powerful feeling. And haven't had one of those in a while. It was it was pretty pretty remarkable, but it was just this idea that popped into my head that I needed to share something. So whatever this is that I'm doing, I still haven't 100% put my finger on it with this podcast and, and and its extent and reach and whatever I'm even trying to do. It began with just like verbal therapy. Um, that's why this started way back uh, in the uh, early days of COVID because that's when I felt the most uh, I needed to just talk to somebody. So I just started talking into my, into my phone. So, but along the way, um, I was, you know, I hadn't intended to post any of them uh, until uh, I just, I can't remember exactly what it was, but anyway, I, I either heard, read a, uh, a story or heard a, heard a story. Or, anyway, something inspired me to just say, okay, just do it, you know? Uh, and so I did. So here we are. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think anybody can dispute. It's been a pretty uh, variety of things. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to keep it fresh. But so again, today's uh, thing, <clears throat> I hope, doesn't sound too strange. But we're going to just move forward with what we got. So I have two stories to relate. One from a time gone. And one that happened last night. So, many moons ago, I was very fond of the outdoors. Camped very, very often, at least once a month, if not more. During the summers, we would take week retreats. Now, this was whenever I was participating with the Boy Scouts of America as a um, various, but in the main role as a scoutmaster. So, you go on camp outs, you go do outdoorsy stuff, you go fishing, and so, and it's great. It's super fun, it's great for the kids. Uh, great camaraderie, great uh, bonding for them. Uh, 
teaches them skills that they'll be able to use for the rest of their life and nowhere other place can you get those kind of skills except for going out into the woods and doing them. So it's a great program. Um, the things that they've had going on in the past, uh, recent uh, history, uh, I can't speak to. I haven't been with the organization for many years. But anyway, regardless, at that time, I was still pretty keen on on the whole situation. So anyway, the outdoors. Well, mountain climbing was one of those things that I started to kind of have a hankering for. And we started doing mountain climbing excursions. And so this story is from one of those. And it goes like this. So working up to this, we were going to do, I believe it was a 12.5. So 12,500 foot summit in uh, Colorado, somewhere off of the West Cliff area. Uh, if anyone's familiar with West Cliff, uh, you would know there's several trails up there. I believe the one that we went on for this trip was Rainbow something. I can't exactly remember. And we could probably go back and find out. But anyway, regardless, this is sometime mid-2005. Yeah, summer of uh, 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. And so we're up there. And I had up working up to that. I knew this was going to be, this was going to be, I mean, I was in my mid thirties and, uh, I was pretty fit, but, uh, definitely more fit than I probably am now, but I wasn't like a, a you know, workout guy. So anyway, but I had gone on my walks and, and, you know, broken the boots and I, I tried to do it all right because I didn't want to, to struggle up this. I wanted to get, I wanted to summit. I wanted to get up there and I wanted to see top of the mountain and, uh, you know, uh, touch the face of God and, and everything that they, every, they say it is whenever you get up there uh, to the highest point that you can get. And so anyway, so yeah, I had done some preparing and even with loaded packs and all that, you got to, if you're going to do this for serious, don't, don't play games. Uh, you know, take care of your body. Uh, and especially as you get older, it's, it wears on you even more and more. And so you really have to prepare your body, but kids that are guys that are young, you guys, please take care of your body. Trust me, from one who didn't, uh, and now is paying for it. So anyway, regardless, we'd done the workup, and so it was time to get uh, get going. So we struck, we all struck out in kind of in a big group. Um, I can't remember exactly how many of us there were. I don't know, 50, 60, uh, maybe up to 100 of the whole entire group. Um, and I was there with uh, maybe six or eight uh, other folks. But I wasn't really with any particular group. I was in a, in a role that wasn't part of the smaller uh, units. I was just kind of, a, I was there as support. So I intended to just summit the thing by myself, you know, along with them, but not really following along with anybody. And that's kind of how it turned out anyway. So all this was kind of by, by design, but it still, the end result, the lesson that came from this, I think, um, well, I mean, it, it was staged as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but anyway, here we go. So up the mountain we go. If you've ever climbed a mountain, uh, you know how it works. Uh, you know, you start at lower. Usually on these type, you would want to base camp. Um, so we were going to 12.5. Obviously here in Texas where I am, uh, way below sea or right around sea level or a little above. So you want to kind of base camp at least a little bit to get your body accustomed to the transition from a lower altitude to a higher altitude because your blood's going to start to thin out your oxygen is going to be less. And so you're going to be heaving and hoeing. So you want to kind of give yourself a couple of days. And that's what we had done. So we, I think we based it. God, I want to say it was like 8,000 maybe. So now 8,000 to 12,5, that's only 4,500 feet. You say, 
that's not much at all. Uh, well, this isn't straight line uh, math that we're talking about here. This is curvy over, under, through. Uh, I mean, any kind of uh, crazy thing that you a tree fall across the path, you got to go around it. Um, I mean, yeah. So this is not just walking up a path. There's a little bit more to it than that. So a little bit strenuous. So you, again, part of the preparation, you got to make sure you work yourself up and get yourself ready. So we're climbing and up we go. I had brought, the intention was we were going to the top, um, have a big uh, uh, meeting uh, with one another, uh, you know, probably play some games and uh, act out skits and all that kind of fun stuff that we used to do back in those days. And, you know, of course, dinner and, and uh, marshmallows and all that kind of stuff. So, and then, you know, wake up, breakfast, and then come down. So you had enough meals, and now everybody was on their own for making their own food, going up the mountain and coming down the mountain. So you had to pack your food. So you also wanted to make sure that you were, uh, I was getting into this place called REI that is an outdoor, a big outdoors place back in the uh, mid uh, 2000s. And uh, I mean, they've got canoes and uh, a, a rock climbing wall and it was just wild. It was great. And so if you're going to do outdoorsy stuff, that's the place to go. And, and it's always quality stuff. It's kind of a, they've got kind of a co-op-y thing going. I don't know. I never really understood it. But um, anyway, uh, if you've got an REI in your area, check them out. They're still pretty good, I think. But anyway, I'd gotten all my uh, my dry rations and uh, my lightweight cooking gear and, and my, what do they call them, the Dragonfly, little one-burner stoves or whatever they call them. Anyway, I was fit. I was ready. So the pack that you're running on with your tent and uh, all, all your gear to take care of yourself and uh, bedding and whatnot, about 60 pounds usually is what you're running with. So whatever your normal body weight is, you've got to throw an extra 60 pounds on your back. Figure out a way to balance it properly so that you can make it up this. Uh, this uh, because some of it is steep and then some of it is not. Again, some of it you're climbing over stuff and you got this pack on. Some of it you may be able to take the pack off, toss it over, climb over. But anyway, regardless, you got this mountain to climb. You got this big old bag of crap on your back. Now, the funny part about this is the, and the beauty of this trail is you can do it in a day. And there were people that were doing that. It's called day hiking. So you drive up to that base camp where we were at, but instead of sitting there for a couple of days to acclimate, I mean, you already live in West Cliff or whatever. You're already kind of there. So, but they will come up and they'll just start from that point, walk up and then, you know, look, take some pictures, hang out for a minute, maybe eat a sandwich and then hike their way on back down. You can do it in a day with no problem. So as we're climbing up this thing, there's these these groups of folks that are just whizzing on by us. Because, again, they're not carrying packs. Um, they're just, you know, just walking. So obviously they've got a little bit of an advantage from that perspective. So you're going to see these folks passing back and forth. So you're never really alone alone on this. So that way if you are kind of solo hiking, you don't have to worry about that if, if you stumble and fall or something. There may be somebody to come by and, and get you. It's a pretty busy uh, trail. I would say. Anyway, so we get up to the uh, to a point, and then there's snow. Now there was no snow back where we came from. Again, this is mid. What did I say? June. Yeah, mid June. And but there's snow up on these peaks because they're you know they're up there, and it's Denver and uh, around the Denver. Well, no, southeast of Denver. Anyway, it's in Colorado and it's really high and snow just accumulates up there still. Uh, when it's cold enough. So now you got to, you got to make it across what looked like this. I mean, 
winter tundra. I don't know what you would call it, but it was just like it was nothing but white, and you had to make it through it. And when you stepped in it, of course, it was literally like two feet thick, and so you're crunching through it. And I'm like, it's the middle of June. What is this? It was really weird. So, um, so that takes a little bit. So all along this path, you're, you're you got to take breaks, right? And so you you got to take some breaks, got to catch your wind, have a little snack get, you know, some more fuel in the engine, all that kind of stuff. So it's, and again, take the pack off, let, let your shoulders rest and all that. So as you're going up, um, again, you may be with the group and then they may take off while you're still taking a break or taking some pictures. And, and then you may catch with another group. And that was kind of the way it was. So I was just on my way up, but most of the people that were in this group, um, other than, uh, the, the, the young folks, uh, I didn't, I knew most of the adults that were there. So, you know, of course, I would have words of, hey, how are you doing, and blah, blah, blah. And that comes into play uh, near where the the uh, conclusion of the story. So, but again, still kind of doing my own thing, kind of making my way up there. Um, now, it was a difficult, difficult uh, uh, climb for me. I, uh, this was my first as an adult. And so, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know that I could have prepared enough. Uh, I do feel like I was underprepared, but again, what do you do? So, but going through it, it was very strenuous. I mean, I took a lot more breaks. I remember heaving <sighs> and, you know, getting to a point where I just, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I had to stop and take the pack off and try to get uh, some oxygen in my, uh, in my lungs. And it was, it, it wasn't like a suffocating feeling, but it was a very uncomfortable feeling. And so as the afternoon, as the day went on and we get into afternoon, there are folks that have already made it to summit. Okay. And now you can't see, because as you're going around the, the, the mountain, the trail doesn't necessarily go one direction up the mountain. I mean, they, they you have what's may be called switchbacks, which will take you, if the elevation is, is too steep, the trail will cut at more of an angle to more of a horizontal to where that you're going up at an angle and not as steep. So anyway, there was a lot of that. So that also, remember, we said uh, the 4,500 feet, that doesn't seem like very much. Well, it extends when you start to add these switchbacks and, and these different uh, trail types into the mix. So now it's no longer, it, you, it could double, you know what I'm saying, depending upon uh, the, how many switchbacks or whatever that the, and how the trail path goes. But in the end, at the at, end of the afternoon, I got to a point and I, you know, it was on one of my stops and I was looking around and I said, you know what? It was, I looked out at this spot and there were two mountains where they came together and made a V. And, and I pulled my, my compass out real quick and I checked my, my direction and I was like, Hey, the sun's going to rise right over there. And I bet. And at the time I was taking photography classes. I was, I was pretty into photography and in everything uh i had just gotten the new camera so and i brought it with the trip with intentions of taking photos so this to me seemed like a, a perfect spot now so i had a decision it was either stop there pitch tent set the alarm and catch the shot or go up top hang out with the buds and wake up super early to shoot back down here to try to catch the shot. So I'm not much of a morning person. 
I will be 100% honest. Mornings are my least favorite part of the day. I'm still in my routine of getting up early. Doesn't mean I like it. But uh, anyway, I would I would love to sleep in if I could. Um, those days are gone, I guess, for me. But anyway, so at that time, um, I guess the sun was coming up at around 5.45 or 6, I think. I don't know. It was early. So anyway, my decision was to stay there. It was a nice enough spot. There was a very nice flat spot. I was able to, to suss it out, make sure there weren't any anthills or anything. It was a perfectly safe spot. And I could position my tent in a direction where all I would have to do is just unzip the, uh, the door and bang, the shot was framed. And I had, could hit my shots uh, and then close it up, uh, maybe watch it. I'd come up for a minute and maybe go back to sleep or whatever, and then wake up for, for real and go to, go upstairs or go up to with the rest of the guys. So anyway, that was what I decided to do. And so, so I started pitching town and now they were still on the groups, you know, or, or of our other folks of our group that were coming up. And so I was like, Hey guys, how y'all doing? And they were like, is this it? And I was like, no, 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 you're further on up. And they were like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good, good. Just, just, I decided this is the spot that I like. So, uh, and so up they went. And none of, you know, it, it wasn't an issue. Um, again, I wasn't with anybody. So, you know, uh, shouldn't have been a problem. And it wasn't. But I, re- I do recall one, uh, one of the folks coming back down. And, and by this point, I was already up. I had fire. I had, I was cooking dinner. And so he comes back down and, uh, you know, just checking in on me, uh, just making sure 100% that everything was okay. I mean, we got this whole group thing going on up here. You kind of mavericked out on us. Uh, you good? You, <laughs> you just want to make sure you're not about to go take a leap off over there. And so, but anyway, he was just coming down, you know, just to check on me. And, but also to say, hey, man, if you want to come on up, I'm, I can give you a hand uh, carrying your stuff up. And I said, like, oh, dude, I've already got everything all laid out. And I told him my plan. I said, hey, I've been doing the photography thing. I've really got a bug for it. That front shot right there is the one I want. And, and this is the place to get it in the morning when the sun comes up. Bang, bang, bang. And he was like, okay, that's cool. Um, but, you know, just we're up there. Just if you need anything. And I was like, hey, it's all good. So, and again, it's not like talking about I was a mile away from these folks. I mean, it was just up the next uh, elevation, and that's where they're that's where they were. So, I couldn't see where they were because there were trees, but and they couldn't see where I was. But again, I, it was nice to know that at least there was some civilization up there in case because there were there were bears, there were um, uh, feline creatures, there were all kinds of uh, things that could have happened, not just you know bad weather or whatever. But anyway. So at the end of that, I did get the shot and it was glorious. And sadly, I don't have it anymore. But I, the lesson that I came from that with is this. We're all going through this life very much like we're climbing a mountain, right? Or at least it seems to be. It always seems to be uphill that we're going. Occasionally, we'll hit a flat spot. And damn it, we, we certainly do hit those down, down slopes, don't we? But then what do we do? We pick ourselves back up and we start heading back up on that next peak. Because there's always one right after the next one, right? 
But sometimes that trail is just too much. Sometimes we just need to stop and take a break at that spot and pitch our tent, set up our fire, cook your dinner. And then maybe get a good night's sleep. You wake up refreshed in the morning. Hey, look at that sunrise. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't that make it worth it? It did for me. When I saw that sunrise, I thought about how much fun those guys had up there. But then I also thought about what I was seeing and witnessing that they weren't. Now, they may not have needed to see that at that time. I did. Because that gave me confirmation then that I only understand right now. (laughs) And that is that where you're at is okay. Now, I'm not telling you to give up on your dreams or to put your goals in a shelf and don't look back at them. But you may just may need to take a, take a pause for a minute because when we do that, we give our body opportunity to repair. I mean, we've been climbing up this mountain for how long now? It's exhausting. You've got to let your body rest for a minute. Now, I'm not saying don't keep grinding because you got to set up the tent, right? You got to make the fire. You got to roll out your bedding. You got to cook your food. So you're still working, you're still doing what needs to be done. But You just took a little of the pressure off. That's all. So if if it if it is feeling overwhelming to you, just take a minute. It'll be all right. Let all this other bullshit happen around you and just take care of you for a little. You deserve it, I promise. And you'll feel better for it. So there's that. So the next side of this happened last night. So I'm going to toot my horn for a minute. Uh, I've been grinding my ass off. I've got so many things that I'm working on right now. And, and I'm so excited about every bit, every bit of it. And it's, uh, it, it it's it is pretty uh, remarkable. So last night, um, my my wonderful daughters were assisting me in one of my little projects that I'm doing, uh, that you may see or may not see in the future, um, and it involved some video uh, footage that I was recording. So, but in that conversation, uh, so I have uh, a 16 year old and a 21 year old daughter, uh, both of which. Um, reside here uh, to uh, make sure that I am not uh, lost to the world. 
and uh, but but they're they're brilliant fun and it's uh, it's really great having them around. And so in this conversation, I was talking to my youngest daughter uh, about uh, the Instagram post that I put out yesterday um, with the podcast with the podcast podcast from yesterday, and she was like. Hey dude, how come your uh, how come your stuff is private? And I was like, "What do you mean private? I don't I don't know what that means." And she was like, "Well, so Instagram's not like Facebook. You you can have your account set up to where that it's private, to where that people have to ask permission to follow you. So if they want to follow you, they'll say send notification, and then you'll get a pop up that says." This person wants to follow you and you can say accept or you can say decline. So you can you can keep people off of your Instagram feed uh, if for whatever reason that you wanted to do that. Um, so. Well, I didn't know. I mean, I just started the thing whenever I started the thing and uh, I didn't know anything about settings or anything like that. Well, so anyway. So she said, well, why do you think your stuff's only getting like one like or two likes? Because nobody can see your stuff. You've got it on private. And I, she said, I tried to share it with somebody and and I couldn't because and that's how I found out. So you might want to fix that. And I'm just looking at her dumbfounded like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. So I handed her my phone and she worked at whatever she did. And she, I guess, did whatever she did. So if you're hearing this, it worked. Um, if you're not hearing this, uh, you missed out. So. The, oh man, I tell you what, the lesson that I came out of that one was, again, I feel like I've been, I've been pumping out some stuff, doing this and that, but it's not, it's, and again, don't misunderstand. My intention is not for this to become something, but if somebody needs to hear what I'm saying, because that's the only reason I'm here. That's the only reason that I'm talking to you right now is in the shower this morning, I had the most overwhelming feeling that this story, that these two stories that I just related to you needed to be shared. And that's why I'm here. So I mean, make no bones about it. Um, this, is, uh, this is not me. I don't, I'm not a spotlight kind of guy and I don't like, uh, you know, talking to crowds anymore. But anyway, so with this Instagram thing, I'm I'm sitting here. I looked at her and I said, "So you mean I've been sitting here like a truck, uh, you know, pedaled to the metal, trying to climb up this mountain, but I've been anchored back behind me?" And she was like, "Yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of what's been happening." So this is kind of the flip side of of the story, the lesson that I meant on the uh, on the front side of this with the uh, the stop where you're at and take a breath is. If you're grinding your ass off, but you don't feel like you're getting anywhere, you may need to check the settings. <laughs> you, may, you may need to just take a look and see what is it that's anchoring you down? What's holding you back? What is it that's causing you to not be able to move forward into that next step? And only you know. Now, we, we can observe other people and their behaviors, but we will never, ever know what's going on inside their head. That is one of the most cruel jokes, I think, of this existence, is that in your head, you can have a 
impression or idea of of a con- just even a conversation that you're having with someone live and in color, you can in your head think this is what you're what this is how I'm processing this, and the other person have a completely different take on it. You may think, man, I'm really put into this guy, you know, because you're cussing him out for something that they did wrong, and they're thinking in your head. Man, this guy's kind of silly and overacting a little bit. I might uh, let's get over this conversation so I can get on to the next one. He he didn't learn anything. The lesson that you think you're teaching, because you're not conveying a lesson. You're 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 yelling at somebody, right? So that that's no way to communicate. We talked a lot about communication yesterday. You know, uh, if you're not communicating on a level, even with the person that you're trying to communicate to. If you're talking down to them, they're they're going to resent what you're saying. If you're yelling up at them, they're not going to listen to you because they don't think you know what you're talking about. So everybody's got to just get that out of the way. We all have different experiences. So accept everybody's differences for what they are. But anyway, so if you're grinding your ass off, trying to get up this mountain, something's anchoring you down, stop a second, put it in park, walk around the vehicle, and figure the fuck out. And then cut it loose. Get back in and pedal to the metal down the road. Now, one of my all-time favorite bands these days, Run the Jewels, hip-hop act, if you don't know them, take a look at them, Killer Mike, LP. They've got a song called Kill Your Masters. Now, it's a very powerful song. The lyrics to that song just if you put aside whatever world beliefs that you have and just listen to the words of that song and then from their very mouths from the stage i heard them explain the song this way the song kill your masters means whatever it is in your life that's holding you back that's anchoring you down that's the master you need to kill. If your master is alcohol, you need to kill that master. If you can't wake up and function in society without drinking a drop of alcohol, you might need to reconsider what's going on there. If you're in a job where your boss treats you like a cog that can be replaced at any moment, it's time to get your courage up and slay that dragon that's going to help build you up. Now, I know that's hard these days, but I'm telling you, do not turn around 10 years from now and be in the same spot hating what's going on and not doing anything about it. Today's the day. Do something about it. Make a decision. If you don't like what's going on, fix it. If you don't know how to fix it, there's a lot of ways to find out. Jump on the interwebs. Type in your problem. A million things pop up. If none of that shit makes sense, talk to somebody. Like we said yesterday, talk to somebody. There's got to be somebody in your life that you trust enough to open up to. 
And if you don't have anybody in your life that you feel comfortable enough to share these thoughts and feelings that you're having, there are services out there now like betterhelp.com. I'm not promoting them, just throwing it out there as a, an option. If, if you're really in desperate need, call the Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255, and talk to somebody. That's all I'm saying. Don't let it weigh on you so much, because I know that feeling, it can be suffocating. Do it. Get that shit off your chest. Let it go. That's the only way that you're going to be able to process it. So whatever that anchor is that's holding you down, whatever that master is that's got his foot on your throat, kill it. Do it today. There's no reason to wait. There's no reason for you to continue living in a life where you're unhappy and miserable. So, figure it out. So that's it, kids. That's all I got for you today. I hope it helped. It helped me. I'll tell you what. It's really weird. But... So, to end it all up, keep fighting the good fight. And you know what? I know we are all going to make it through this. Cheers. Hey, are you searching for that perfect gift for your honey? Well, I got a perfect idea for you. Why don't you check out com for all your honey needs. They got soap scrub. They got good smelling scrub. They have every kind of extract you could think of. They also have all the new CBD infused honey that can help you with those aches and pains or your honey with her aches and pains. Well, whatever the case may be, you can check us out too at libidadoka.com on Instagram and libidadoka.com on Facebook. And the address is 236 East Davis Street, Culpeper, Virginia. And that's Culpeper, Virginia. So check out libidadoka.com libidadoka.com for all your libida needs. Thank you.